How much do you really love your own story? I've got Megan Weir on the No Boring Stories podcast. It's episode 30. Let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I gave my then-girlfriend the entire Robert Munch anthology of children's books when she turned 19. Now, almost 20 years later, we are reading those books to our kids. It feels like day in and day out. Hey, today on the show, we've got somebody who is all about loving your whole story. Megan is your spiritual success coach and the founder of the Soul Alchemy Collective, focusing on somatic embodiment practices, creating a safe, trauma-informed, transformational container to support individuals like you along their healing journey and returning home to their highest selves. That's who she is, and she brings all of that to the conversation today. We dive in to loving yourself, really loving the whole story, all the parts of you, all the painful moments that show up, and what to do when you're going through life and all of a sudden those moments of grief and pain uh, show up and confuse you a little bit and you need to figure out how to handle that. Megan is so gracious and kind and caring and it all comes through in this episode. You're going to love this if, uh, well, if you love children's stories, you love to talk about moments of grief and pain and trauma and how to get through those. And if something stands out to you in this episode, then please share this, rate it, and review because we want other people to transform in the same way that you are. I'm grateful that you're here and able to engage with these not boring stories. Now enjoy this conversation with Megan Weir. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. I, of course, am Alex Street, and today I am joined by, no doubt, one of the most authentic and kind of just pure and kind people that I have had the privilege of uh, becoming an acquaintance and a friend with through a a mastermind that I'm a part of. And uh, Megan is here and she is going to share her story with us. She's going to share her expertise. I think, Megan, you have this amazing ability to, to pour as much out as it feels like you receive, like you're an incredible listener, and then you just get to pour it back out on people. And I'm just so grateful for that. So I'm excited for you to be here and uh, would love to hear how you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm flooded with shivers. I'm so grateful (laughs) to be here with you. (laughs) Wow. Good stuff. Does that mean something? I mean, in your in your realm of the whole kind of the whole body holistic health, uh, does that what does that mean? I mean, you can feel shivers, you feel chills, whatever, but is there something actually deeper going on there? What's happening? Well, my interpretation is that soul's truth. So if it resonates deeply within myself, it just is my indication that it's the truth of what you're speaking. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, this is good stuff. I love it because (laughs) this is the thing. I think that so often we go through life just living our story or just experiencing our story and, and, until we become aware, first of all, that we are living a story worth telling, 
that's kind of one level of this. And, and I love what you bring to this is an awareness of actually what you're living through. Like the environment that, that you're walking through and the environment being stuff around you, but actually the physical body that you're walking through this story with, I feel like you bring an amazing awareness to, to the feelings that we just take for granted. The experiences that we're just like, oh yeah, that was just yesterday. That's just Tuesday. I feel like crap on Monday. And you're like, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> Let me tell you why you felt like crap on Monday. Am I right? Like that's, that's what we're going with here. Yeah. Our body is our, it's our divine wisdom. Our body knows the answer and mm. it's really learning to tap into that and acknowledging what's coming up for us and having compassion as opposed to judgment or not even understanding as what's going on within our physical body because we're so disconnected and we can live in our headspace. Yeah. Okay, mm. so with that, if my body knows what's going on, let's let's just think about some of the the stories. And if you're listening to this, then think of some of the stories that that you watch that you know every time make you cry or every time make you feel something. You're like, yes, when you know when Jack holds, what's her name, Kate Winslet? What's her name in the movie? I don't know. In Titanic, when when he holds her out on the front of the the boat, you're like, ah, oh, I feel something. Celine Dion is singing, like I feel <laughs> something, or maybe not. But for me, one of those stories, and, and you told me this earlier, is one of your favorite stories as well, is the great children's book, Love You Forever mm-hmm. by Robert Munch, good Canadian boy. And yes. uh, this book, there was a while that I, I could not, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't read it to my own kids without crying, without stopping and having them kind of turn and look at me and like, dad it's like yeah just just give me just give me a minute here um and like there's a reaction so what i'm saying is you know my body my body's telling me the truth is what you Mm -hmm. just said and i guess the truth was that there's something there's some there was something as it was i mean it's no surprise to me it's about a mom and her kid and her kid having a kid and the dad this boy watching his mom grow up and get sick and then holding godness cry thinking about it now because <laughs> it was especially after my mom passed away that I was reading that and of course mm. um this grief was pouring out of me mm-hmm. as I was reading that mm-hmm. tell me about what that book is for you and and then even to expand on that why we have those kind of reactions to certain stories what is it that's coming out of our body what is our body trying to show us when we react in a certain way towards those stories? But why, why does that one stand out to you? Hmm. Well, um, there's a lot that I don't remember from my childhood, but that book is a significant piece of something that I was able to hold on to. And it was like that security blanket, that safety blanket of feeling that love and feeling that connection and um yeah just that ability that I'll love you forever because because I was so disconnected that I didn't necessarily love myself and so that is a book that just comes to mind when I think of something that has really been um impactful in my life at a very young age and you know our body holds on to these memories right Mm. so even though our minds might disconnect we may not remember we may not have 
vivid memories of our past, our body still holds on to the experiences, the events that have happened. Mm. And so when you read something like that book to your children, which I don't have children, I can only imagine what it would be like to read to your children. Your body has a somatic response. So it's just that reaction to your memories that you stored within your physical body. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's so just, I I want to dive into that a little bit and then really open up your story here and hear this. Uh, Just clarify the word somatic means what? It's your body's reaction to the experience. Right. Okay. So, so as we, um, well, yeah. So you said, you know, of course that's uh, opening up memories for me. So every time that I read that book, yes, it's not only I'm not reading a book. I'm thinking about my mom reading me this book and um, obviously, and she gave it to me on the the birthday of my oldest daughter, whose birthday was yesterday. And so like, you know, 15 years ago, she gave me this book and said, may you have many happy hours reading together. And now here I am exactly like, it's like, it's, and I'm living out this. It's like, I've lived out the story of the character in the book and Again, that shows up in all kinds of ways. And so I think what's so fascinating is for those listening and thinking of the stories that really do make us feel something and, and emote, like show that emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be ignored and certainly not something to be ashamed of. It's trying to show us something. And it's something that we should, what, celebrate, deal with, focus Definitely. on journal yeah. about <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> definitely acknowledge for sure i mean the first step to initiate change is awareness right so having the awareness of like oh isn't that interesting like i'm reading this book tears are flowing down my eyes like mm-hmm. what like if you were to dive deeper like what is that right just mm-hmm. having this loving awareness as to what's occurring within your physical body right because again so many of us are disconnected due to life experiences and events that have occurred. So mm-hmm. when you kind of step back and have that awareness, like, oh, isn't that interesting? What, what is that? What is this yeah. here to show me? What is this here to teach me? So this is what you do. This is what you do with people. You provide this space uh, in many different forums to do this work. Am I right? Like, what's, what is this main work that you're doing now? And, and the, ultimately, the, the impact that you see or hope to see with people that you're working with and guiding them through this process with? Mm -hmm. Well, I hold space for others. Um, You know, my journey has led me to the space of coaching, of healing, of being a Kundalini yoga teacher and retreat leader. Um, My past was a nurse in my past life. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Just tell me where you are now. Yeah. It's, yeah. You've got all these things now. And then I want to hear how you got here, but just yeah. what, so what, do you do? what I, what I do is I hold space for individuals to really come home to their truth because mm. again, through life, through traumatic events, we've become disconnected. So I hold space for people to really heal what it is that they've been suppressing, whether it's experiences, emotions, limiting beliefs, really taking people on a journey to release and heal Mm -hmm. on that subconscious level. This is so good. You're you've done so much clarity work on this, I can tell because right, I'm trying to 
I, I'm trying to ask you the question of like, all right, so what do you do now? And you, you so easily go, you're like, I help people heal because we're disconnected. Like you're opening up that story loop for us. And you're saying like, yeah, but because of where you began, I'm going to help you heal. And, and I guess there's some like, you know, if you're healing, well, then there must be a wound. There must be some, I'm going to fix. Well, then there must be something that was broken. So there's something it's interesting because a lot of us kind of just go forward and like, Hey, I'm going to help. Like for me, if I'm like, I'm going to help you find clarity. There's this inherent understanding that you're lacking clarity. There's confusion. Mm -hmm. I don't, if, if that word is good enough, is strong enough, then I actually don't need to label the first one. I just get to, I get to label. And I think that's part of this work is we get to go back and define exactly what you're healing people from. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because if you just said i get to heal people fabulous are you a surgeon like <laughs> it we don't we just don't know um but for you to say to go back and now get to this point of like again i would say where does that begin for mm -hmm. you uh you know i already know you're going to go back to a point of disconnection mm -hmm. and describe for us then so this is now your opportunity describe for us what is that what was that life like as a kid, as a teen growing up? What is disconnection? Disconnected from others, self, uh, sensibility? What does that mean and, and how did that play out for you? Mm -hmm. Well, at a very young age, I was very connected. I'm very spiritually connected, highly intuitive, empathic. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like as a kid? Like, are you as talking like six year old? Uh, no, under younger than five. Okay. So what does that look like? Um, I just was able to sense things. I was able to feel things. I had hmm. vivid dreams and things would come true. Yeah. Um, it was just like this high sensitivity to life's experiences, events wow. that occurred, um, this inner knowingness. Um, but I wasn't able to articulate and as a result, right. I felt very alone and misunderstood. And um, something happened at the age of five where I learned to disconnect because it didn't feel safe to be in my physical body. Hmm. And um, it was from, from sexual trauma at a very young age. Right. So I became disconnected. And... Through that, I no longer felt in my physical body. I, I didn't feel in my body. I didn't. I did everything in my power to not be in my body, right. um, which led me to an 18-year relationship with an eating disorder. So, so that's and so that's that. It's a disconnection. So, yeah, to be separated from your body, you're like I'm going through life, feeling, thinking on a, on an emotional level maybe a spiritual level but you're like well my body is showing like what again how does that show up if you can give like a, a moment an experience i don't know what that looks like to to disconnect from the body in such a significant way mm -hmm. so it's a big feeling comes up and you don't understand what that is. So you do okay. everything in your power to not feel that that's disconnect. So someone, perhaps you feel scared, you feel angry, you feel sad, you feel happy, 
-hmm. any feeling. It's like, this doesn't feel safe for me to feel this. So I'm going to disconnect. And oftentimes people will disconnect, whether it's through drugs or alcohol or food or social media or sex. So there's like this disconnect from your emotional body, from your physical body. It's just like you're here and you're living life, but you are not 100% connected. You're not present in your physical body. It's fascinating. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, you said the words of all those different emotions that none of them feel safe to feel those. Um, yeah, that stands out to me because then it's, it's not like, you know, you're imagining the person who just doesn't like to feel despair or doubt or fear or sadness or grief, but it's also the heightened experiences of celebration of joy of happiness and and you know what's any sort of extreme maybe not extreme that's what i'm i'm it all of a sudden made me just imagine i mean yeah like it just color went away it just went to like a monotone really kind of black and white life mm-hmm. very dark huh. yeah very dark not it's interesting because it's not even i mean it's your experience but what I imagined wasn't even dark. There's lights and there's lights, there's shades of that. It's just, it was colorless mm-hmm. for me. But I mean, in your experience going through that, it, it showed up as just like the depth, mm-hmm. the darkness. Very dark. Yeah. It was a very dark time in my life. Um, for 18 years. For 18 years. Yeah. And I really didn't want to live here on this in this thing called life um Mm -hmm. yeah lots of disconnect lots of um just dreaming about not living any longer yeah Mm -hmm. what do you think what were you thinking what did you think when you're going through life you know on this plane on kind of this you know black and white experience and you see other people that seem to not be doing that they they seem to feel safe in those emotions how did you reconcile that well that's where i learned to don many masks no one knew anything was wrong because i was like my nickname growing up was bubbles i always had a beautiful (laughs) smile i was happy outgoing loving Um, yeah, no one knew that anything was going on because I had this great friend. I wore these masks. I'm like, oh, that person looks like this. Maybe I should be like this. Oh, this person looks like this. Maybe I should look like this. And so I, because I was so disconnected from my soul self, Mm. I was doing everything in my power to feel connected in some form. That's fascinating. Like, I mean, the, the, the word personality means right like it's just it's a persona it's something that you're put it's a it's literally it's a mask it's a part that you're playing and what you did you put on all these different whatever personality you needed to play mm-hmm. and it's so i don't know if you again if, if someone's listening to this they just heard us go into the depth and the darkness of of everything and like i didn't want to be here and oh by the way my nickname was bubbles like it's oh. <laughs> this fabulous <laughs> kind of back and forth play on that um juxtaposition Mm -hmm. of of who you are and how you're going through that so then where does that shift for you yeah um 
intuitively, thankfully, that I knew that there was, I was destined for more, that there was a glimmer of hope within me. And, um, and so I had just finished my nursing and I came to the conscious awareness because I was very unconscious, um, just not being consciously aware. I wasn't unconscious, but like not consciously right. aware right, right, right. <laughs> um, that I couldn't help anybody until I helped myself. And so that kind of opened up the portal to it's time to receive, it's time to be open and honest about what's really going on for me. And I still mm-hmm. didn't know. I didn't have any recollection as to what happened when I was a little girl. And again, when I was yeah. 19, um, but I did know that I'm here for a reason and I need to know what happened, getting to the root cause yeah. so I can move beyond that because I know that this life has so much to offer. So that's kind of opened up the portal to really embrace and embody this healing journey. If you're like me, you might be showing up consistently, but you still feel all the fears and frustration of public speaking. I used to hold myself back because of this, but now as I show up more authentically than ever, I'm making more impact than ever, and I wanna help you do the same. That's why I created the Fearless Speakers Academy membership a safe space where you can not only identify the exact fears that are holding you back from showing up, but also work on all the greatest tips and tricks that I've learned over 30 years as a performer and 20 years as a public speaker to captivate any audience. So you can show up with confidence online, on video, on a podcast, or on stage, wherever you find yourself today to use your voice and stand out from the crowd. In this membership, you'll get two live group coaching calls from me every month, as well as ongoing support through the community and all kinds of worksheets, downloads, challenges, and bonus offers along the way. It's only $15 a month. And if you go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS, then you'll even get the first two weeks free to give it a shot and see just how much value is in there. Again, after that, it's only $15 a month. I don't think there's a better deal on the planet. Go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com slash no BS so that you can face your fears, make speaking magical, and tell a better story. This, this is what's so fascinating to me because you, you go through this um, experience and it's almost like I just hear this a lot from people where it's almost this experience where you're like, and then I realized, and as fascinating and beautiful as it is, and especially again, the story you're telling us, the depth of this, and then you're like, and and then I got into nursing. First of all, there's a, what, why, like, what made you go there? And you're like, well, I realized during that I can't help these people unless I first help myself. And that, and then I realized moment while beautiful, while amazing and inspiring to hear, it actually leaves a big question mark for the listener. Mm-hmm. In this case, me, where I go, what the frick made you realize something? What conversation happened? What book showed up? What podcast? What what path were you walking on? Do you know what I mean? What song mm-hmm. did you listen to? Whether you can actually pinpoint down to a moment or not, but there's something along that way. I feel like 
typically there is some sort of outside influence that that starts to shift things, starts to push this immovable object um, uh-huh. to to realize. Well, I can't recall a song or a podcast <laughs> or anything, but again, there was just inner knowingness, and I do believe it was out of alignment with my values. For me to be able to help people to that level of being a nurse, if I was unhealthy and not taking care of myself, you know, it was literally the definition of insanity. You know, there would be periods of me trying to uh, refrain from the eating disorder, but then there other methods would come in to play to try and numb out because I didn't want to feel it didn't feel safe for me to feel anything. So I would find various ways to numb out. So in this, like, were you in a hospital? Were you working? Um, like I, well, in the process of healing my eating disorder. Yes. I I mean, like when you were working like at, in your nursing degree, as you were like, okay, yeah, you were in the process of healing and helping patients. Correct. Yeah. What did you love about that? About nursing? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love to help people. Is there someone that that comes to mind that you think of that like, oh, this person, like Mr. Johansson, you know? (laughs) Patient? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, There's many, many patients. Yeah. That have my heart. And um, yeah, I just absolutely loved, loved, loved it. It was a, it was a beautiful piece of my story, a beautiful piece of my journey. What did you, can you, this is what I'm, can you think to one of, if you can think of one specific, I don't know, and you can think of like, okay, they came in this way and they left the hospital in this way. Like what kind of a, you know, transformation did you see? Well, being a nurse for 18 years, I've worked in all fields. So I would have to say, um, working at a treatment center was mind-blowing to see someone come in in a state um of absolute chaos and um just disconnected again physically mentally emotionally spiritually and to see the transformation over a period of 30 60 90 days and to see them walk out of treatment with this new lease on life and to have healed on such a deep profound level yeah that is like, there's nothing better than that, in my opinion. Well, this is, I love it, right? Because sometimes we look at like, okay, this is my story. This is my journey. And those people that I interact with along the way are somewhat a reflection of the transformation that I'm experiencing as well. Um, especially when we put ourselves into those situations. And so as I hear your story, that's what I'm trying. That's what's really standing out to me is this idea of you feeling a certain way, you feeling disconnected and you putting on this face, but then deciding I'm going to go and help others. I'm going to go into nursing. And I, maybe to put words into your mouth here, but there's a sense of like, if like, I can't help, uh, I can't help myself, but I can at least help others. And then in that you realize, oh, I can't help others until I help myself. (laughs) Yes. And my parents were adamant that I went to university. So I, <laughs> I, I, I start, yeah, I started school at 17, started my degree in business 
wasn't my jam went into nursing. So, but yes. uh, Well, I mean, that's part of it. That's part of so many people's stories is like, I don't know, I had to go for something. And then it always fascinates me though, of like, okay, but still you chose nursing instead of fine art, instead of, you know, any other business. Um, what was the reasoning behind that? And there's something, there's something in your core, I think it comes back to you even before, you know, five years old, as you say, there is this intuitive presence that you have this hope and, and healing that you have, that you then was showing up, even though, you know, again, your body tells a story wherever you led, it was leading the way um, through that. Am I right in that? I mean, I, I have a tendency to to speak into stories, whether no. they're true or not. And so I'm just trying to highlight that. If that's 100%. true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's what I don't think I know that's what led me into my career in coaching as well as yeah. like retreats and teaching Kundalini. Like, it's just like, I once was there. And for me personally, like, I feel like I have no right holding space for people to the capacity that I do, if I'm not doing my own work, mm-hmm. you know, for me to embody my own work first is my number one priority. And then I can hold space for others. Hence why I felt so out of alignment when I was working as a nurse. So I was like, yeah. this isn't right. Like I need to heal first. Mm. And so over the years, we've talked about this, you have a number of certifications, degrees, and everything that you could hang your hat on. Um, Is each of those, all these experiences that you've gone through to do that self-discovery work and prepare yourself on an even greater level to help others, um, is it simply out of curiosity from you? Like what, what draws you to, you know, learn a new skill to to find a new way is it always about oh this thing will will further help with this thing i am more able to help people mm. more capable yeah well it? when i started my healing journey um i worked with therapists i worked with counselors um and then i started working with a coach and that's when things really started to pivot for me i was like holy man like there's something to coaching so that inspired mm-hmm. me to start my my world in coaching. So that yeah. was my first certification. And then I was, how long ago was that now? Like from here, six years ago. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. And then Kundalini yoga was brought back into my life and I had a profound experience and I was like, this is my jam. Like mm-hmm. this is my jam. So that inspired me to get my teacher training. And then I was in fast foundations yeah. First round and Rachel Joy was my coach and she did these incredible methods um, through neuro-linguistic programming um, and back uh, to backtrack a little bit. I did some hypnotherapy when my dad was passing um, over a year and that was like a huge piece of um, my healing. It was just such mm-hmm. a, it was, it was such a beautiful experience. And um, so being introduced to Rachel getting the certifications in hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, emotional freedom technique. I was like, yes, because I've experienced it myself and I know Mm. how potent and powerful it is. So everything that I offer is something that I first embodied Mm. within myself. Which 
right? To some very specific and practical degree, that's, that's authority. You're like, look, yeah, I'm an authority. I'm an authority to, to teach you how to speak because I've been on stage. And I, so I, because I went through this experience, I can tell you what worked and didn't work. Like this is a very clear authoritative process. And so for you, right. I go through this certification and I can now teach you this thing again, mm -hmm. skill based, fantastic. But, and that takes us to a certain degree that takes us so far with people, with clients, with anybody that we're helping. But what I what I've given my life to here is recognizing that it doesn't matter what titles and, and papers you've got, your, your story is ultimately the thing that's really going to draw people in. And for you, these, I, what I hear, heard you just say was like, these experiences were all part of my story. Mm -hmm. As I, as I, as you went into NLP and, and were taken through that process, you realized holy crap, this has helped me become more connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I'm better fit to help people become more connected. <laughs> There's the shivers. <laughs> You're touching your arm, feeling goosebumps. I love it. Um, right? Because that, that, that's, that's the beautiful part. You're like, great, you've got the authority. But actually, Megan, your, your life story is the authority. That's what draws that's ultimately what draws people into you to see that, to hear that, to hear how, how you translate the experience of your childhood and teenage years to a point of disconnection. We go, Ooh, okay. I felt that. Mm -hmm. And so how, how is it that you're showing up the way that you do now? And you're like, well, it's taken a lot of healing and a lot of coaching and a lot of support from other people. So if you want to not feel disconnected anymore, then maybe definitely coaching and help and guidance from other people will be the key. 100%. Love you forever. This is Love it. Like it's, it's, if you want to go through this journey, you've got to go, you've got to experience the whole thing. And mm -hmm. um, do you find that people are, do, do people easily identify with that of saying like, yes, disconnected, that's how I feel? Or is that, does it take some help to identify that in people's lives? Oh, it definitely takes help. Um, you know, some people have the awareness because, um, you know, with my, my past history with addiction and also with nursing, um, I think there is a understanding when people wake up that there is a disconnect mm. um but say someone comes to me and wants to open up a pilates studio which is great mm -hmm. however if we don't heal the underlying issues as to like create a strong foundation for you to thrive in i'm not here to say yes you're going to open up this pilates studio until we heal what might come up for you such as fear like you know wow. right and this is yeah. this this is the groundwork Right. Like yeah. I, I could market myself as this business coach, this success coach. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to help you make X amount of dollars. However, we need to get to the root cause. I don't care who you are. We all have these experiences in our lifetime that really hinder our success to where we want to go. 
right? Yeah. So it's really healing on a root on the root level, the root cause, and then growing and expanding from there. Hence, transform and transcend. Come on, your new podcast that's coming out. That's right. Soon, maybe it'll be out by the time this comes out. I don't know. But look <laughs> for it. Um, it is fascinating, and this idea of disconnection and reconnecting—it is something that I have dabbled in recently. I would say, and and have. Uh, really done some experience going back specifically specifically to a moment in my life um, just before I found out that my parents were getting divorced and like, you know, going back to that as a key moment, a coach led me to, to think about this, a key moment when I needed to hear something mm-hmm. um, that maybe I didn't hear. And then I walked into the room and my dad told me that they were getting a divorce and, and it, it opened me up. It broke me open at eight years old. And so the experience for me was going back, you know, just talking about that in the normally like, oh, this is just a thing that happened. That sure it's part of my story. And it's, you know, why would I wish it away when it brought all these other experiences that were so good in my life and all that stuff? You know, you kind of just go with it. But to go back to that moment and kind of do, I did a little bit of a mental jump and, and you're nodding here because you're like, yes, this is a good work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and to go back and, and talk to that boy. Mm-hmm. To talk, I, like I literally imagined myself in that hallway in my house and me and my brother were called up to my dad's room and I just went, I was there and I just said, wait, 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 just wait a second. And I talked to Alexander, little, little boy, Alex is Alexander. And I just, and then I was like, Hey, you're going to go in that room and you're going to hear some crap and um, it's going to be really hard. But before you do that, let me just tell you, everything's going to be okay. And like, and I love you and you are awesome and you are joy. And right. So I, now I have this practice of which I once was quite disconnected Mm -hmm. from that experience. I would say I am on my way to finding even more connection with that whole story and that whole person and actually able to rewrite the story essentially. So now I go back and I remind that kid who he is anytime that I'm scared, anytime that I'm afraid or need validation or affirmation, I go back and talk to him. Yes. Again. I don't know where that came from, but flooded. needed to be said. <laughs> I love it. No, it's so important. And it's, um, you know, this deep work, I think, um, you know, it's, it's not easy for everyone to say, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to jump into this. Mm-hmm. However, if you could only imagine how much more profound your life experience could be, would be, will be, if you're able to go back to these spaces and not yeah. experience re, you're not re-traumatizing yourself. You're not experiencing anything but it's able to heal on a subconscious level and then move beyond that right it's this is the good work this is the magic it is really is um look so i mean you've got this fabulous incredibly deep story that we i don't even think we scratched the surface on we just skimmed it um but it is powerful and it is going from you know disconnected to whole and uh, at, at least as far as I hear it. And I, I know that there are people listening to this that are finding themselves in that place and they feel something's off and they might not define themselves as disconnected from themselves. But as you said, sometimes it just takes some work to really identify that, but they know that something's, something's not aligned. Something's, something's off. And, and they just, they've been saying for a long time, 
got to sort this out. I got to figure this out. And they know now that you are someone on their path that can absolutely help them find wholeness. What is a good way for them to connect with you, Megan, and start that conversation? Mm, Thank you. Um, You can simply connect with me on Instagram. Uh, You can shoot me an email. You can send me a private message, whatever feels most aligned for you, but trust that this is a very safe container for, for you to receive whatever, whatever it is that you're wanting to heal through or connect with. What's a good way to start a conversation like that? You know, like, like do people come to you and say like, I'm broken, help me. (laughs) Like what's the, (laughs) you know, or like, I don't know, but maybe you do. What, what do you? What's a good way, what's a tool that you can give someone right now to just even open up that conversation? Um, well, I'm all about, it's okay to ask for help. You know, yeah. it's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that. I mean, we all need support. I don't, I don't care who you are in the world. We all need support. Right. And um, just to reach out and just say, you know, I would love some support. I would love some help. Yeah. 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 Just acknowledging yeah. that you don't have to do this thing called life on your own. You know, that's the most important piece. Hallelujah. I love it. Well, this is um, uh, an absolutely enthralling uh, story and conversation. I, I, as I said at the beginning, I just truly appreciate who you are and the, the energy, the wholeness and authenticity that you bring to any conversation that we have. And I truly, uh, I'm just grateful that you are in this world and doing the work that you are and taking your story to be an example of exactly how you can help others um, experience that same transformation. This is, this is the good work. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. I love and appreciate you. And I'm grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you. It's fabulous. It's good. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.